trust that you're warm today and uh, that the Lord is strengthening you and encouraging you by our being together in this uh, online service. I'd like for us to take a couple of moments to pray into the nation. And one of the things I'd really like us to go after is this thing of corruption. You know, as we're trusting the Lord that he would release resource and finance for the nation, it's like, you know, when you have a bucket with holes in it, you can keep pouring into that bucket, but it's going to leak out. It's not going to be um, uh, contained because of the, the holes in the bucket. And corruption is like that. It just causes the, the resource that should be there to actually just leak away. So let's take a couple of moments to pray that the Lord would help us as a nation, that the systemic corruption would be rooted out, and, uh, and that we would be a people that would uh, live with, uh, with high levels of integrity and honesty. And we also want to pray that those things, the, the funds and, and the resources that have been stolen, that there would be a restoration process and, uh, and that the Lord would restore to us as a nation. So let's pray together. Lord, we, we see that your standard is one of honoring one another and of not taking things that do not belong to you. And we're asking, Lord, that you would help us as a nation, that we at the very core of our hearts and our, 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 our being would be uh, given towards honesty and integrity. And so we're asking that where there are um, uh, aspects of systemic corruption, where the, there is this uh, acceptance that this is the norm and this is the way it should be, we're asking, Lord, that you would sweep it aside and that you would uh, remove those who are corrupt, and we're asking that you would raise up men and women of righteousness and integrity, and you would put them in those places of influence, uh, decision-making, that they would be able to hold on to the resources that they're stewarding for the sake of the people, that it would not leak away, that the holes in the bucket would be plugged up, and, uh, and that there would be good stewards of the resources that are entrusted on behalf of the nation. We're also asking, Lord, for the miraculous to take place in this time. We're asking for the restoration of those things that have been stolen and have been lost. We're asking, Lord, that the, the in a sense, the years that the locusts have eaten, that you would bring back and you would restore. There would be a repayment of those things that have been lost, that the very ones who need it the most would, in fact, receive the, the aid and the assistance. We're asking, Lord, that our nation would come up out of the depths of, of uh, corruption and bankruptcy and that you would restore us and place us at a high level of functioning as a nation. So thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. It's uh, so good for us to agree together in prayer. And uh, our prayers are powerful. You know, we call the, the church the ecclesia, and, and the, the word ecclesia means the called out ones, and it refers to a gathering of those who had jurisdiction and authority to make decisions on behalf of a city. 
And so when we make these declarations and these prayers, we're deciding as to what's going to be happening in our environment. And so we, we want to come against corruption and we want to stand up for righteousness and integrity. So thanks for praying. Uh, so, so powerful. So good. Well, as I said earlier, I, I believe that we are in a season of breakthrough and God is breaking through in our lives in a, a really powerful way in this time. Uh, this season is one of evaluation, of stopping and thinking about our lives, what's important, what are we going after, what are we giving ourselves to, and, uh, and that we might be led by the Spirit. You know, the sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit. We hear His voice and, uh, and we move in, uh, in step with Him and what He's saying to us and, and how He's leading us. And so this is a powerful time of us being in step with the Spirit. What I want to do this morning is share with you from Joshua chapter 3 and chapter 4. And this is the powerful account of God's people after they'd been in an isolation place for 40 years. They'd been in lockdown for 40 years in the wilderness. And they were about to cross over into their inheritance, into the promised land. And the process that took place in this breaking over the, the Jordan, breaking into uh, their, their destiny, so to speak. And uh, so let's pick it up together. And uh, because it's such a long passage, we don't have the scriptures up on the screen for you. So I want to encourage you, grab a Bible, um, you know, if it's on your phone, your laptop, iPad, whatever it is, just uh, open it up and let's, uh, let's read together. And I'm going to be using the NIV and uh, we're in Joshua chapter 3. So early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to, to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Lev Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 300 feet between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Just want to pause here. The people had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And they'd been accustomed to a particular dispensation of God's leading. There was a particular pattern that had been established. When, whenever um, the cloud which was over them by day or the pillar of fire was with them by night, but whenever the cloud would begin to move, they would recognize it's time to break up the camp, it's time to pack up all your stuff and get on the move. And so they would follow the moving cloud. When, when the, 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 the priests would see that the cloud was moving, they would, they would, the shout would go up in the camp, let God arise, let God arise. And the people would all uh, pay attention to the fact that the cloud was moving, that the presence of God was leading them on, and they would keep up, they would follow the presence, they would follow that moving cloud. 
And they'd been accustomed that this was the way in which God was showing them where to go, when to go. And, uh, and because they, they, they needed the Lord to lead them and to navigate them through the wilderness, they would follow the cloud. But here we get a change in season. They're coming out of the time of lockdown and they are following new instructions. So instead of looking for the cloud to move them on, it was the ark of the presence of the covenant of God. So the ark was the, 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 the manifestation. It was the, the visual representation of God's presence with them. So the ark represented his presence. It was the ark of the covenant. That, that ark was to be a sign and a witness and a testimony to God's promises. His covenant promise to his people that he would be their God. That they would be his. That he would watch over them. That he was going to lead them into the promised land. That the inheritance that he had for them. Remember Abram some 430 years. Even a bit longer now that it was the other side of the wilderness. He, he, had, he had walked the length and the breadth of the land. And God had said, I'm going to give this land to you, to your descendants. And so here we have, um, you know, about 470 years later, we have the people of God now coming to actually receive their inheritance. <laughs> That's a long time between the promise given and the actual apprehending of that inheritance. You know, sometimes we get a little bit, a little bit tired. We, we've had a prophetic word, we've had a promise, and we've been hanging on to it for a few weeks or a few months, and we think like, you know what, God, haven't I been waiting long enough? <laughs> Many times God works over years, and also He works across generations. And... Um, you know, that's why we want to hang on to the words that the Lord has spoken to a previous generation because we want to step into the good of that. And uh, if there's anything that wasn't fulfilled, we want to step into the fulfillment of that. So there's so many promises that God has given over so many years about revival hitting the tip of Africa and then spreading right up the continent and, uh, and then spreading to the entire planet. Well, we haven't seen that to the full extent of, of what we believe God has promised. Now, that might have been given to a previous generation, but you know what? We want to hold on to that and we say, why not us? Why not now? Why not here? God, those things that you've spoken, we want to hang on to those things and we want to actually apprehend it in our generation. And so God is moving in a different way in a new season. We are stepping into a new season. So this word unprecedented has been, you know, doing the rounds. And yes, we are seeing things and doing things we've never done before. Hallelujah. In this new season, God is going to do new things and he's going to lead us in new ways. Now the principles 
are going to remain the same, but the methods are going to shift and change in the season. So previously, when the cloud moved, the people of God would move. But now the ark of the covenant, as it moves, now they are to move. So we see there's a difference as they're stepping into a new season. So let us be alert with what God is saying and, uh, and be aware that we need to be led by the Spirit. And, and uh, it might look different as we step into the new. It's not going to be the cloud. It's now going to be the ark of His presence. And uh, it says, yeah, uh, then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. <laughs> hey, new ways, new times call for um, new things in God. So we've not been this way before. God is setting us up for new things. I, I'm just so uh, excited. I am uh, filled with anticipation. We're not going back to the old. <laughs> We're going to a higher level. We're going to things that are better. Now, I know that there's so many negative reports out there and people um, you know, predicting that the economy is going to be tanking and as a nation we're going to be bankrupt and all these kinds of things. And you know, just according to natural, normal uh, situations, it could turn out to be that. But I believe that God is going to be intervening. We've had some powerful prophetic words, even in February this year, that the Lord was going to open up resources in South Africa that were going to uh, catapult us into a whole nother level of wealth as a nation. <laughs> Folks, that's an enormous amount of wealth that's going to be uh, revealed. And so the Lord is causing huge things to take place. I, I believe that there was a sign that the Lord was giving to us even in this week. Sign? What sign? Okay. A South African-born chap by the name of Elon Musk has just catapulted into one of the, the most wealthy billionaires on the planet in this week. And he took over the, the status in terms of wealth from a guy called Warren Buffett. Now, Warren Buffett is one of the wealthiest oaks around, and he's made his money on investing money. And so taking money and just investing it in what other people are doing, and he's made a lot of profit, a lot of money on that. But with Elon, here we have a South African guy, but he is innovating, and he is producing, and he's manufacturing, he's building things. And so his wealth has been generated on building things, and on technological innovation. It's a South African chap who is changing the way things are happening on the planet. Come on. I believe that God is giving us a sign that things are going to be built and things that build are going to have value. And that there's something connected in terms of our, our heritage and our inheritance as South Africans that God is wanting to catapult us and uh, take us to a higher level of wealth uh, that was kind of like unexpected and uh, unprecedented. Come on, let's use that word right there. 
So let's be hanging on to these things. And I know it's just, you know, it's something that's happening in the natural. But Lord, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you're saying? What is the sign that, uh, that you're speaking to us through this that you're wanting to actually bring about a shift and a change with regards to the wealth in this nation and the whole aspect of building up? Yeah, not just riding on the backs of what other people are doing, but actually creating and building things, manufacturing things. Yeah, that there's something of substance that's actually you can you can show show for it. Yeah, I just I just love that. So I believe that the Lord is going to be doing something amazing in our nation in in the next couple of years. All right. So so hold on, God's not finished with us yet. Many prophetic words. Uh, we've not been this way before, but we need to follow him because we don't know which way to go. But he knows which way to go, and he is going to um, release to us and give to us exactly what he's promised. So um, let's keep reading. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Amazing things. Hey, this is like on the day of Pentecost when God broke through in a powerful way. They were amazed, bewildered, perplexed. It's kind of like, we've never seen this before. This is unheard of. This is unprecedented. Come on. When God does things that are out of the ordinary, he is extraordinary. All right? You can't keep God in the box anymore. He's come out of that box He's not just in the ark. He's now all over the show. He's doing amazing things. And when he does these things that amaze us, cause our jaw to drop, our eyes to pop wide open, grabs our attention, but even the attention of the whole world. And when he does this, the enemy of God begins to quake. And this is one of the things that we see in this uh, this account as God's people are crossing over the Jordan and coming into the promised land. You see, in chapter 2, Joshua had sent a couple of spies into Jericho, Jericho to go and check it out. And the report from Rahab was, wow, we've heard about the mighty exploits of what God has done with you guys. Well, this is even before they crossed the Jordan, right? And, and our hearts are melting because of the power of God. I want you to know that the enemy is melting because of the power of God. The devil is not winning. God is winning. The enemy is melting. Remember, the, the enemy um, was going to come under God's judgment. And so the city of Jericho was coming under God's judgment. It was a cherim city, a holy city. It was to be devoted, absolutely devoted, even to the point of destruction. That's the word cherim, a, a holy city. Remember, they were not permitted to take anything from Jericho, right? They didn't take the, the wealth, nothing. There was a chap called Achan. He stole some stuff, stuck it under, and he dug a hole in his tent, and he buried it, and he lay on it, and then he, he woke up the next morning with an aching back because his name was Achan. So, hey, you've got to have a dad joke every now and then. So the, he wasn't supposed to take anything. No one was supposed to take anything from Jericho because God was bringing judgment on, on that city. And so God is coming to bring judgment on his enemies. 
This is a time when there's so much shaking in the planet, so many things happening. I want you to know, with all this shaking going on, the things that can be shaken will be shaken, and they're going to come crumbling down so that the things which cannot be shaken, the eternal things of God, will remain. They will be steadfast. They will be revealed. So the shaking going on is part of what God is doing to bring about and establish his kingdom on the earth. So that's why we don't need to be in a place of confusion and panic and and disarray. We can be in the place of peace knowing that the shaking is coming from God and he is establishing his purposes. So the shaking of Jericho caused the walls to come down and the enemy of God to be judged and to be done away with, right? Now the enemy was relying on the, the massive walls around Jericho, right? It was this walled city, massive high walls with this penetration, this, this, this uh, in, impenetrable wall that was meant to block and, and, and prevent and, hit and stop God's people from entering in. All right, so there was this barrier, and uh, and and so God um, came and smashed through those those impenetrable barriers. All right, the walls came crashing down. So the enemy was relying on on this thick wall. All right, to to keep between um, themselves and and God's purposes. Not only that, but the enemy was relying on the Jordan River and the Jordan was in, in flood um, time. And so it's, it's, a, it's a harvest time. It's the harvest season. Uh, it's the springtime in the northern hemisphere when this took place. This is round about the time of, of uh, Passover. And uh, it's just, just phenomenal. You know, the first Passover, they went through the, uh, the Red Sea. Now we get another Passover. They're coming through the Jordan. Just the, 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 the links here are just so, so powerful. So in the first month of the year, springtime, the, uh, the, the snow that's up on Mount Hermon is, is melting and all of that is rushing down the, the Jordan River. And so there's a flood time. It's, it's chaos and then no one can cross the river um, and certainly not a whole nation. All right, it's, it's like really, really tough. It's challenging, okay? Um, and so opposite Jericho is kind of like, no ways. No one's coming across the Jordan over here, all right? And, uh, and so the enemy was relying on two things that were major obstacles in terms of the, the, uh, the advance of God's purposes. But God made a way where there seemed to be no way. God is the God of breakthrough. And so... Um, when, when, when Joshua called the people, he, he gave them a hint here about the God of breakthrough crossing over before them. Right? Remember that from Micah chapter 2, verse 12 and 13? Is your king will go up ahead of you. He will cross over. He will break through. The, the one who breaks open the way will go ahead of you. The king at the head. He's going before and so God goes before them. He crosses over the Jordan with, the, with his presence. The ark, which represents his presence, the ark of the covenant goes over before the people. And, um, and so God crossing and leading the way, 
for his people to bring them the breakthrough. So verse five, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Folks, a couple of powerful things happening here. God is establishing Joshua as the one to lead the people as they cross over into their inheritance. There's a, there's a stepping from uh, the authority from one generation to another generation. Now I believe the Lord is raising up generations, raising up new people to actually run with the message of the kingdom. God is causing people to come out of wilderness time. He's taken this time of wilderness to prepare them. God is using this isolation time to prepare you that you might cross over, that you might be ready to step into your inheritance. God is raising up another generation, all right? So what age is the generation? Hey, it's not about age. It's about are you present and are you able to cross over? Because the previous generation died out in the wilderness. Now listen, we are not going to die out in the lockdown, we are preparing ourselves to cross over. God is preparing us. He's using this time and this season to get our lives ready, our hearts ready, and our minds ready that we know we can take the land. You see, the previous generation, they said, whoa, they're giants in the land. And, um, you know, we, we look like grasshoppers to them. And also in our own eyes, we look like grasshoppers. In other words, they didn't have the mind of Christ, they didn't have God's perspective, even though he said, I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to enable you, you will be able to take up this new land. And they said, no ways, we actually, they didn't have the mentality, they didn't have the perspective that they were going to be victorious. And so they could not enter in. So their mindsets kept them from actually receiving the promise that God had given hundreds of years earlier to Moses, uh, to Abraham. But we are those who have the mindset that in Christ we can do all things. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. So we're going to come out the other side of this with a breakthrough anointing upon us. And we're going to see the giants coming down. And so we're getting ready to actually step across. There's a new generation from Moses to Joshua. There's a new generation of people who believe, who trust that what God says is true and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And so we're just cooperating with him. We're coming into alignment with his promises and with his plans. And so we're going to obey what he says. And so Joshua gets exalted because he's stepping into that place of believing God and, uh, and getting ready to go for it. The other amazing thing is that as the priests who were carrying the ark, as they got to the edge of the river, the river was still in flood. 
it was still not just streaming. I mean, it was like just massive torrent of water rushing by in flood time. And it was wide. There was no ways they were going to get through. And this was so different from when they crossed out of Egypt through the Red Sea into the wilderness. You see, what happened was that God caused the wind, the Ruach of God, hello, the Ruach of God blew all night and caused the, the waters to bank up on either side and the, 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 the land dried out so that they could cross on dry land and cross over to the wilderness. But when they looked, the people, before they crossed over, they could see, wow, God had made a way and it had been happening all night. So God was doing things in, in a process. But now at the Jordan, as they're walking towards the flooded river, there's no path. As they're getting closer to the, the river, nothing's happening. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh my goodness, Joshua, are you sure about this? Have you heard? Did God really say? Now, that would have been the mentality of the generation that came out of Egypt. They were quick to murmur. They were quick to complain. They were quick to fall back into fear, doubt, and unbelief. But here we have a shift and a change that's taken place in this time of isolation because they've seen God provide the manna day after day after day. Water from the rock. Quail. They just had God provide for them out of nothing. He carried them, sustained them for 40 years in the wilderness. They have seen the power of God. And they believe that God is able. Now they go marching towards the flood. And only as the priests put their feet in the water, as they get to the very edge, and as they're trying to put their feet in the water, all of a sudden, miraculously, the waters stop. So they stop much higher up. They, they, they get cut off from upstream. And all the water that goes down to the, the Arabah, or the otherwise known as the Dead Sea, there's no more water that's flowing to it. It's kind of like miraculous. Not only is it that the waters suddenly get cut off, but it instantly goes dry. This is remarkable. This is not like, hey, all night the wind was blowing, the Ruach of God was blowing on the Red Sea, building up these banks of, of water and drying out the ground. No, this is an instantaneous supernatural action of God that backs up the water and dries out the ground so that the priests can walk into the middle of the river. They stand there and they hold their ground, so to speak. The rest of the nation crosses over. They're all able to cross over on dry ground. Miraculous. You know, when a tide goes out uh, or, or a river begins to, you know, to, uh, to recede, 
there's mud on the banks. And if you go and slosh in it, it's like you can sink up to your ankles, your knees, or even your thighs. And imagine a couple of million people crossing over in one place, a riverbed. It would have been absolute, uh, it would have been a bog. But they didn't get bogged down because God supernaturally transformed that riverbed into a dry riverbed instantaneously. God is doing unprecedented things as we're coming out of it, our, our wilderness. He's bringing us into our promised land. I, I need to end here. I've got so much more I want to say. So um, maybe we can come back at this again next week. God is doing unprecedented things in this unprecedented time. He's doing things that are going to amaze us. And he wants to amaze us. Because he is the God of wonders. He is mighty. And his ways are above our ways. His thoughts high above our thoughts. He does things differently from the way we would have thought. Remember, the, the enemy is very often lulled into thinking that he is getting the upper hand, that he's winning. Remember, God is always able to outsmart the enemy. He is wisdom itself. He is the source, the fountain of all wisdom. And the enemy has been cut off. He was banished from heaven, thrown out. He's been cut off from access to the wisdom of God. God is always smarter than the devil. So you look at this time and, and, and you're kind of like, what's going on? Is God winning? God always wins. God is the God of the breakthrough. And he's breaking through the Jordan. And he's going to break through the walls of Jericho because there's breakthrough for his people. This is what God is wanting to do for us. I want to encourage you. As we step into the new things of God, let's begin to tune our hearts towards the new way that God is wanting to lead us. The old season, the cloud was moving. This new season is as the ark moves, so we move with the presence. The presence of God is going to be moving us. We want to be a people of the presence. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to sensitize our hearts, to sensitize our spiritual eyes that we might see where he's moving, when he's moving, that we might follow. And let's pray that the Lord would give us the courage and the boldness that we would be like those people who didn't doubt and question, but he said, well, if God said it, even though the river's not yet backed up, you know, who knows how God is going to do this thing? We are going to go for it. Let's be courageous people like those priests walking straight towards the flood, not yielding, not giving up. And it's only when they put their foot into the water that the water actually backed up. God is going to do things for us that are absolutely impossible, but he specializes in the impossible. Because he wants to exalt his name, show himself powerful and strong in our lives, but also 
that through our lives, others may encounter the power and the glory of God. Isn't that awesome? Come on, let me pray with you. Father, you are a good father. Not only that, the father who carries, who sustains, who provides, the, the manna in the wilderness, the, the water that comes out of the rock, you provide supernaturally. But more than that, you are the one who works wonders, who does amazing things, who wants to bring us into our inheritance, that the promises, the prophetic promises that you've given to us, you want to fulfill. And you want to give to us the substance of those promises. So Lord, we want to rise up with courage and boldness. And just right now, I just release, I can just feel it right now, by the power of the Spirit, a fresh impartation to receive courage and boldness and infilling of the Spirit that you might apprehend, lay hold of the promises of God and that you might rise up with great courage to believe the Lord that this is the time for you to step into your inheritance, that God is bringing deliverance. He's bringing freedom to you and, and the destiny and the purposes of God for you and for your family are going to be fulfilled. The, the opposite may be manifesting right now, but God, the God of the breakthrough, is beginning to break open the way before you. He's crossing over the river ahead of you. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. So rise up with courage and boldness and begin to pray. Let faith rise up. Let confidence rise up. Let doubt be banished from our minds. Let negativity be banished from our houses. Let us embrace with confidence the truth that God is God. Lord over all, Lord of all the earth. So we give you praise. Thank you, Lord, that you're touching the family. You're releasing provision. You're releasing your peace. And you're releasing your protection. So we're asking, Lord, that hedge of protection of health around every member of the family of God. Would you shield and protect? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness that goes before us. We receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen.